0: The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. News Talk,
1: WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive. Everybody joining us online now on The Morning Drive is Governor Phil Scott. Good morning, Governor. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. So, uh... Governor let's let's start out talking a little bit about well actually before we do that what are your plans for Thanksgiving governor
2: um you know i just found out yesterday it's next week um, so i haven't really
0: <laughs> yeah join the club
2: yeah uh, it's it really has uh, snuck up on me um so we're not really i'm not really sure at this point in time um i'm sure i'll be told uh Maybe next week. <laughs> but we've been we've been pretty busy uh, with the with the flooding and some of the recovery work and working in the Barry area in particular and trying to work weekends helping them. So I'm I'm sure that if the weather holds out we'll be doing a little bit more of that.
0: How is it going? You know, I have some friends in the Montpelier area and the Barrie area both who um, uh you know, it seems like it's fits and starts. They they make great progress and then now with winter coming you know this guys uh, scrambling for insulation and things like that how, from your perspective um how, how do you feel it's going i mean you like you said you're there every weekend helping um yeah, unless it's, it just feels like you, you're just racing against time
2: yeah it really is i mean you can see it coming sneaking up on you in terms of you know, just like uh, thanksgiving um the cold weather is approaching and and i sounded the alarm maybe a month month and a half ago um, to our team and said we really have to start reaching out because I see too many people who are not housed at this point. They they're, they may be living in the structure, but um, they don't have any heat. Um yeah. some don't have electricity, and and you know weather is approaching. Winter is approaching, and so we've been scurrying, trying to do everything we can uh, to to help them, but it's <clears throat> it's still not enough. And when you look at uh, Montpelier, I mean they've been dealt with a couple of big blows, yeah. i mean certainly with the with a flooding on Main Street and so forth, and all the debris we saw in the in the pictures and the media and then they start to recover and start to open back up and uh, then the mad taco um they, yeah. they were open like four or five days and had a fire
0: i know i just I had just put a new sound system it's in Charlie's and yeah. uh I just my heart breaks for them. I don't yeah. even know how no, to mean, even you, you know just
2: just dealt another huge blow. I mean, after rallying uh, with all kinds of support, uh, but I don't know how much you can take. And then RK Miles, uh, the local building supply, <clears throat> they uh, they burned to the ground. So it's uh, it's tough in Montpelier. Um, but but I have to say, uh, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, but when you look at the amount of debris. Washington County got hit probably the hardest. Not to to discount everything we've seen in in Windsor and Ludlow and and uh, Hyde Park or um, I mean Hardwick and and Johnson and, and so forth. There's many many other areas that have been hit very very hard. Um, but as a whole, Washington County got hit the hardest. And when you see the difference between Barry and Montpelier, and, and we saw it all, you know all the debris in the streets and so forth for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, Barry uh, had three times uh, the amount of debris uh, that we've taken out of there than wow. Montpelier, uh, wow. and so that kind of tells the whole story. And, and huge, you know, fifty homes in a neighborhood uh, that all have been affected. So yeah, uh, well, that's the area we're concentrating on. Mobile home parks in Berlin uh, as well. There was two uh, in particular, and it's just uh, and, and in one uh, one of the mobile home parks in Berlin. Every single home was hit. Every just, single, there were thirty yeah. of them, all gone, uh, and, um, and it's you know, just you heartbreaking. Did,
0: you just did point that out because you know the 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 Montpelier was is a little higher profile because it was the business and it's the center of town. But right. really, the actual impact of of human life, uh, the businesses, you, the the owners went home, <laughs> but right. but the human life, the homes themselves, uh, that's where Barry really took the brunt of it.
2: I remember when we had the uh, we had our fire at my business probably ten twelve years ago, and um, and and I remember thinking, you know how as devastating as it was, I could at least go home, right? You know, I I went home, you know, to sleep in a in a, in a warm bed with you electricity and so yeah, forth. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and this was in the middle of the winter, but. Those who have their homes affected uh, don't have that luxury. They, they they don't have a place to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, again, I, I think at this point in time, there's still more that can be done. We still need to help. Um, it's going to be a, it's a long recovery. Uh, it took us a decade to recover from Irene, and, and this is going to um, be bigger uh, in terms of uh, dollars than, than Irene. Uh, so we just have to, to keep that in mind.
1: Governor yeah. Phil Scott, uh, Vermont's governor, if you have a question for the governor, give us a call on the Mackenzie Country Classic Hotline. Don't wait till the last minute. 888 Governor, I'm sure you uh, saw on the news the other night, uh, I believe it was, uh, it was two nights ago, I think, uh, the spate of things that happened in Burlington all on one in a span of just a few hours. There was a uh, gunshots fired on Main Street, then two men, two people found dead on Decatur Street, another person with a shot in their foot or their leg... And then the their Burlington Police Station basically set on fire. Um, what do you think of what's going on in Burlington?
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I um, think about the challenges uh, that the BPD is facing at this point in time, and they've done a great job in the face of some really, really difficult challenges imposed on them. And and you don't have to look back very far to see how that that started. Uh, you know, with the defunding of the. Uh, The police and the vote that was taken by the council and so forth, um, that had to have a huge effect on their morale and and certainly uh, in their recruiting. So they've rebounded. Uh, They're doing great things, and and we need to do everything we can to help them. And we've been deploying state police to downtown um, over the last few months uh, uh, on a volunteer basis uh, from our BSP standpoint. And uh, we're willing to do whatever we can to help within the resources we have. We we, uh, we were part of the narcotics unit. Uh, we, we embedded that in, in Burlington for a number of months. But it took away from other areas as well. And we're seeing, you know, when you're putting your finger in the dike uh, throughout Vermont, um, you can see that it uh, it just comes out in other places. And And the number of deaths we've seen, uh, over the last couple of months uh, throughout the state and rural parts of the state, but places that we'd never think about having uh, this happen, like in Eden and uh, uh, Wheelock and, and Washington and so forth. And, and um, it's all, you know, uh, the, the majority of, not all of it, the majority of it is, uh, is all uh, drug related. Uh, there's a root uh, cause there and, um, and they may not be connected. Um, Uh, directly uh, but uh, certainly through that thread of the the drug issue that we face here in the in the United States uh, and in Vermont as well.
0: Yeah I I think um, you know it is uh, one of the things that uh, you know the the drug task force uh, seems to be making some some high profile busts and then now we're seeing this this is a a different level that I didn't think we would ever anticipate.
2: Yeah, it's like there's a there's a battle um uh, between uh different gangs in yeah. other states uh for, for turf,
0: you yeah. know, for yeah. and,
2: and, and that's I think that's what we're seeing. I yeah. mean we haven't been able to put our finger on it, but it, it sure is pointing towards that. But it was you know, it wasn't too long ago, uh, in in Springfield uh that we had that uh yeah. happening. And we just didn't hear about it as much in this area and in, in the Chittenden County area, but but it was pretty dramatic uh, mm-hmm. for them, and, and they have gotten things under control w- with our help, and, and we're sh- we're trying to, again, trying to work uh, with communities uh, when they see this, this problem arise so they can feel safe. Yep.
0: Let's go to the phones. Uh, good morning. You're live on the morning drive.
1: Um, yes. I'm, ca- I'm calling to inquire about the progress in removing barriers for vocational education. I think it's a practical approach to building trades, and I would like to see that. Um, much more accepted.
0: I,
2: I I couldn't agree more with you. I'm a, I'm a product of the trades. I I went to vocational school when I was in high school. Did my morning um, with college prep, and the afternoons I was in the vocational uh, uh, department uh, working in the machine trades program. Um, so I've always uh, had an affection um, for that, and and we certainly have seen. Where we need more people focusing on the trades, you know, if we want more housing, we need more tradespeople. We need, you know, everything that we do is is uh, is really um, based on on the trades. Uh, we need to, we need to refocus that. And, and in fact, we're using <clears throat> some of the what we've seen in the, in the mobile home communities and the devastation they face, uh, and we're going through and de- deconstructing many of those homes. But there have been a few uh, that um, that are. Worth saving, salvaging, and uh, we've got like four CTEs in the state uh, that took me up on my offer of uh, giving them some funding. Yeah, uh, and we're bringing them uh, those uh, CTEs. We've we've got two over at River Bend in uh, Bradford. Uh, we're going to bring one to the one in Spalding, uh, Lamoille, and Enosburg. So nice. Uh, it's it's a kind of a pilot program that I think is going to be necessary because again as i've seen when we look at some of the mobile home communities they need some help too these these units are getting older and, and there's no one that wants to work on them and refurbish and renovate
0: well yeah and they
2: can't afford it either no? so so i think that the you know there's a there's a way that we can maybe incorporate uh, some of the real life experiences uh into the cte centers and, and this is one and i'm going to go over and talk to the, uh, the kids at the the cpe program at
0: riverbend tomorrow
1: all right and let's, uh, talk
0: to him about my vision
1: great let's grab another phone call for you good
0: morning you're live on the morning drive good morning governor i know you've said that Vermonters don't like endless campaigns and you probably won't give us an answer but do you know if you're going to run for your election or not i'm not asking you to tell us what the decision is but yeah do you I, know I don't, your
2: gut? yeah i don't know um i um you know, it's been eight years now. Uh, that's pretty much the life expectancy of a <laughs> uh, of a governorship. Uh, Governor Douglas was eight years. Uh, Governor Shalman was six. Uh, back in the early days, they served one term, uh, and uh, so uh, Howard Dean was uh, five terms. So we'll see. I I, uh, I feel a sense of responsibility, um, but I'm weighing that out with. Uh, you know my own my own life as well and uh, there are other things i want to do uh, before uh, before we call it a day so um, so we'll see what happens I, I i have some time to make a decision it'll be a personal decision though
1: i wasn't expecting i wasn't actually planning on asking you that today but since the caller did and i know you're not going to ta- you've just told us but is the timeline sort of like early spring i mean there do you have to turn in petitions by a certain date yeah um, so you're talking like maybe toward the end of the legislative session yeah,
2: we'll see. Uh, you know, I don't want um, again, I don't want a, a campaign uh, to affect the legislative session. Uh, one way or the other. I mean, a decision right. um, could have an effect on, on the flow of the of the the Senate and the House. And, and we have so much work to do, too much work to do well, uh, to let that get in the way.
0: To that point, too, as I'm reading on Digger, there's a new coalition that's calling for a uh, a three percent tax surcharge on uh, income exceeding five hundred thousand uh, uh, dollars. You know, our, we, uh, from a, from a, a lot of our perspective, is you are the the, the check and balance against this. I mean, it, um, with the upcoming session, what what do you think are your maybe your top two or three priorities that you're going to be looking out for, or trying to balance against the, the the session coming in with the such a super majority uh, on the left.
2: Yeah. You know, I, uh, there, there is so many, so many issues uh, that we're facing, um, but uh, we have limited resources. And, and I, I think we have to look at uh, what, what happened over the last few years. I mean, the, the amount of spending in the last legislative session was far beyond my comfort level. And, uh, and I don't think it's sustainable. Remember last year, over my veto, uh, they grew the budget in more than thirteen percent. You know that's twice the rate of inflation, and that's not sustainable. And 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 taken other other things that haven't even taken into come into play yet, like the um, the payroll tax um, for that's that's going to be uh, we're going to be um, uh, everyday Vermonters are going to have to pay. Uh, yeah. State government's going to have to pay as well. I mean we're we're. That's going to cost us more money. And, and then the, uh, the pension reform that they, they said that they got, took care of a couple of years ago um, with an unprecedented amount of money. And, and, I, and I vetoed that one because I said it didn't go far enough, the pension reform. And here we are with a $200 million deficit uh, this year. So w- we have some realities that we have to face. And, and we're already one of the highest tax states in, in the country and And I we't can't, we can't continue to tax our way out of this. We have to be
0: realistic here. Yeah, we do. all right. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. you're live on the morning drive. Good morning, Governor. Uh, I just want to say thank you for being uh, the fiscal uh, fiscally conservative person, the only one I think at all uh, familiar. Um, I'm a select board member from Highgate uh, calling quite a bit. One of the things our townspeople are talking about it's like a ticking time bomb is the Affordable Home Heating Act. Um, really bad idea from the start. It's not going to work. We all know that. But uh, is there anything you can do while you're still in office to uh, curtail that? Good question. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, certainly we'll hold their feet to the fire. Uh, As you probably know and remember, I I vetoed that um, because I didn't think that we should be punting it over to the Public Utility Commission for them to decide what to do. Uh, I said that it needed to be debated uh, right in public, right in, um, by, you know, representatives, and and um, and uh, so that we're we're transparent, and and, uh, and we'll make sure that's what we're going to try and do uh, as we work through this process. Uh, we want to make sure that it is transparent and that people will get to um, have their say in some way
0: yeah and as Rob roper he was just on our show the other day pointed out there in full on planning mode uh hiring people and uh it 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 really is all happening uh as you you just said kind of behind the scenes governor well,
2: okay. yeah I mean think about the, I mean again the last session hundred million dollar uh, payroll tax uh twenty percent increase in DMV fees uh base spending growth of more than twice the rate of inflation and then on top of that this potential one hundred and eighty million dollar in costs uh, with this affordable heat so called affordable heat standard um when when it's implemented it's not it hasn't been implemented yet, but it's going through the p u c process it's put all that together in the two hundred million dollar uh deficit in our pension obligations, so put all that together, and there's not a lot of room for growth there no.
1: and people are struggling now and Governor, we know that uh, you know if you choose to run you will need help. I mean, you mentioned the vetoes that you cast, but many of the vetoes got overridden because you just, there's not enough. I mean, what are you planning on if you were, if you run um, working with the Republican party or trying to find more candidates that you could be out there supporting centrist type candidates, as you've mentioned, so that when you veto something, actually you can get it sustained.
2: Yeah. Regardless of whether I run or not, I want to, uh, to help, Anyone who who wants to to uh, forward themselves with common sense centrist candidates, I think, uh, are the answer, and um, with some just some common sense and fiscal responsibility. Uh, if they, if they, I don't care what party they're from at that point, if they have common sense and they're fiscal, you know, fiscally conservative. That's what we need right now. Um, we need we need practical people now there's, in the legislature.
1: Now the Republican Party is. This has been in the news, and I'm sure you've seen it. There, there's a Republican Party convention this weekend, and uh, there's been a controversy about one of the speakers. That's been raised. Story on WCAX last night and this morning. But the the uh, chair of the Democratic Party has put out a press release about this, and just I want to read this and get your reaction to it. Democratic Party Chair David Glidden says it's time for Phil Scott to fix his party or own it. He has done nothing, over the, <laughs> he's done nothing over the last seven years as the Vermont Republican Party has descended into conspiracy mongering and this honored speaker should be his last straw. The fact is Phil Scott benefits from the Vermont Republican Party being a cesspit of conspiracy theorists and insurrectionists. He uses it as a contrast with his supposed moderation and lowers the bar for his aimless, mediocre governorship i'm sorry to read that to you governor but yeah. that came from <laughs> no, the democratic I, party chair. i I, had,
2: I actually hadn't read it but uh,
1: I don't even, <laughs> now, now you now you've seen yeah, it, it. I,
2: I don't even know who the democratic party chair is i've never heard of him um certainly never met him uh, that i know of and uh you know i don't pay much attention to the ultra partisans on either side and there's plenty of them uh, on both sides um but um I think the good news is the vast majority of Vermonters could care less what the hardcore partisans have to say uh, on this, on any of these issues. So I guess they have their role to play. But um, but I I do think that Paul Dame has been doing a, a great job in trying to pull people together, a really fractured party together. And it's uh, it's difficult. Um, it's it's so polarized throughout the country and uh, certainly here in Vermont as well. So he's doing a great job Um And I'm happy to hear the Democratic Party chair is is hoping uh, that the Republican Party is fixed. Um, Maybe we can get his help in doing so.
1: And are you concerned about this speaker that they talk about who apparently was involved in the January 6th event? And yeah, I you know, again,
2: I saw uh, where they were having a speaker in and I saw the name, but I didn't know who that was either. Uh, So um, so I just can't comment on that. I just don't know who
0: the person is. Let's go back to the phones for you. Good morning, you're live on the morning drive. You there, caller? Oh, I lost her. Well uh let's go down to the next one. Good morning, you're live on the morning drive.
1: Yes. Um governor, I want you to know that in my estimation, you're one of the finest governors in the United States. And with our the leadership that I see that our state have uh, has in Washington
2: and here with the retirement of Mayor Weinberger. And
1: if you decide not to run, we're going to be in a world of hurt. So I am begging you to please run.
0: All
2: right, Governor, begging you, literally begging <laughs> yeah. you to run. Well, I, I, you know, I thank you for that. And, um, um you know, I, I, I do feel a sense of responsibility and, and I want to make sure that Vermont uh, continues. We've we've done some good things over the last six, seven years. It hasn't been easy, uh, but we've been through a pandemic and floods and so forth. And we've received a lot of money. We've invested a lot of money. We have a long ways to go. Um, and um, I just hope that we have the right ingredients uh, to take advantage of everything that we have to offer here. Um, and it, Vermont's a special place, and, uh, and I want to make sure that it's healthy too, and uh, and that all parts of the state, all 14 counties, uh, have an opportunity uh, to revitalize their communities. I, 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 as You know, I came from Barry, um, saw yeah, the population has dropped there, uh, fallen on hard times due to uh, you know the changing economic reality of the world. Um, but there's some opportunity there too, and I see it in other places uh, throughout the state. So. Yeah. We'll see what happens.
1: We're almost out of time, Governor. uh, Do you, do you, I went to the press conference by Mayor Chief, uh, Mayor Weinberger and Chief John Murad after the spate of deaths and other things that happened a couple nights ago. One of the things they pointed to was they thought firing off a weapon like happened, uh, gunshots, should be raised from a misdemeanor to a felony. That's what they were calling on for the state to do. Uh, Just that first blush. What do you think of that idea? Uh, was that something that you would look at as pro- pro- potentially proposing? And do you think there are any other state laws that need to be changed in regard to retail theft, for example?
2: Well, I, I, I would say uh, the answer is yes on the second question. Uh, we need to make some changes. We'll be, we'll be coming out with a whole uh, package <clears throat> of common sense uh, proposals uh, to, uh, to, for the legislature to consider. And I think the pendulum has swung too far uh, to the left uh, in many different ways, but in in terms of um, uh, law enforcement in particular. Um, So I think we need to get back to the center. And some of the changes we've made, we may want to reconsider. And uh, we'll have some other ideas as well. So look for a pretty broad, big uh, package there, as as well as
1: um, in the housing uh, sector as well. All right. We'll be looking for that. Governor, uh any wanna give us a quick Thanksgiving Day message for Vermonters?
2: Yeah, well again, I hope everyone enjoys uh, family getting together and so forth. Um but um but if you have an opportunity, um if you can uh get out and, and help out your community and there's so many opportunities to do so. There's nothing better than getting involved in a project, seeing it through, and seeing the benefit of that. Um it's it's really powerful. And we just need more people stepping up uh, to help out.
1: That's a great right. message. Thank you, Governor. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And uh, listen, if you don't have anywhere to go, i got an open seat at my table. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Governor, keep that in mind. He says, "I may make sure I'm somewhere else. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Governor. Happy Thanksgiving. Right, you take
2: care. Thank right. you. You
0: too. Thank you, Governor. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to uh, check in with uh, ABC News. amina has got the headlines, and we got the forecast. It's going to get warm. And then we're going to talk to author Mike Richmond. It's going to be a great conversation. Keep it right here on News Talk WVMT.